LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Joe Gibbs. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. The One Thing's brought to you thanks to Reach Australia. As part of our ministry, we're aiming to help plant 200 churches in the next 10 years. And that's why I'm talking with our guests today. We're going to be hearing from Des Smith, the senior pastor at Trinity Church Mile End in Adelaide, thinking into the church planning space and hearing what he's been up to. But for now, you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing. Nine months ago, I planted a church in Adelaide. Well, welcome to The One Thing, Des Smith. Nice to have you on. Nice to be had. Thanks, Joe. Uh, can you start off and tell us a bit about yourself? Yep, sure. So I am uh, 44, a uh, Tassie boy, spent most of my life in Tasmania, um, uh, married to Susie and have four young children, one of whom's birthday is today, the youngest, Joel, who's just turned four and was very excited by that. Oh, happy birthday, Joel. Yeah, happy birthday, Joel. Not many kids get a happy birthday on a podcast. No, 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 they don't. Yeah, they don't. I don't think you'd be listening to this, to be honest, but anyway. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe when this is a little bit older. Yeah. Um, I looked on your church website and it says that you like learning Spanish. Tell me, what is it? Is it a desire to like be better at ordering things in restaurants, a secret desire to go overseas? It's, it's really not. And the bad news is we clearly need to update our website because all of my <laughs> Spanish learning has fallen off the, uh, off the agenda. Now, I started about 15 years ago. I spent five weeks in Mexico and I loved it and I picked up some, you know, obviously tiny amount of Spanish then. Um, and I thought, 15 years later, I thought, I don't have a hobby, so I should have a hobby. So I started learning Spanish on Duolingo, which I, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to kind of plug it, although clearly I'm not plugging it that <laughs> yes. hard because I've stopped. Um, yeah, yeah, they do not sponsor the One Thing podcast, just no, so people know. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, but uh, yeah, then I, uh, I'm afraid, yeah, that was, that was short-lived. So, mm, sorry, okay. Spanish speakers no out worries. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. And I hear that you're going to be on the platform at Reach Australia National Conference next year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's going to be great. I'm uh, really looking forward to the conference and I'll be giving the vision talk at the end of the conference. Oh, fantastic. Okay. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Well, can you tell us a little bit about the church plant at Trinity Church Mile End? So first of all, where are you? We've got listeners all around Australia. Tell us about the area. What do you love about it? What are the opportunities? Why Why this part of the world? Yeah, sure. So, uh, I mean, as you said at the start, uh, we're in Adelaide um, and uh, the church plant is in the western suburbs of Adelaide. Um, and the western suburbs is just a great part of the city. Um, if you take it broadly, there's 200,000 plus people um, it's a really mobile area. People are moving in and out of it all the time. It's a, it probably easily the most multicultural part of the city, um, which we yeah. really love and we've actually found reflected in our church, which has been great. And it also happens to be the place where Susie and uh, my family live. Um, and so we've got, a, we've got a real sort of personal heart for the West. We like living there um, uh, and obviously, you know, ministering there as well. So it's a great, great part of the city. Okay. Yeah, it does. It sounds really diverse. Sounds great. Yep. How, how did you end up choosing there as a place for a church plant? Why there? 
Yeah, sure. So probably a little bit of backstory is helpful there, which might answer some questions that you're going to ask in uh, in a moment anyway. So uh, as listeners may or may not know, um, we're part of a network of churches, the Trinity Network of Churches, uh, which as of this year is made up of 14 churches. Uh, Myland is one of three that was planted at the beginning of this year. Um, and the mothership, if you like, um, is Trinity Church Adelaide, which is right in the heart of the city. Um, and uh, they've been planting churches for 20 years, much longer than I've been here. And we've wanted to plant a church in the western suburbs for at least 10 years, but it just never quite seemed like the time was right. Um, and the dream uh, is that obviously we'll plant loads of churches um, in Adelaide, but we were never quite sure when that was going to happen in the west. Um, the long and the short of it is um, over COVID, um, uh, I was working in the city actually as the senior minister uh, at Trinity Church Adelaide. Uh, in the so-called mothership um, and we all came back from COVID but the space restrictions were such that we couldn't fit our largest congregation all together in the building on the one Sunday and so we uh, divided that congregation up into two um, uh, one meeting on site in the city but one meeting in the western suburbs in a school where we're currently meeting um, and it was initially started as an overflow service if you like just so we could all fit together over COVID um, but we always knew, ah, we've always wanted to plant a church out west. Maybe this is the toehold that we need. Um, yeah. And we were open with people about that, saying they didn't have to plant west. If they'd ever turned into that, they could always head back into the city once the restrictions eased. But it actually yeah. caught lots of people's imaginations. Uh, so we started that congregation oh, October 2020. Um, but it actually became sort of upgraded, if I can put it like that, to its own independent church plant uh, at the end of February this year, 2022. Now, that might have been yeah. much too big an answer for your question and, you know, kind of all of that. <laughs> that's but a great yeah, answer. That's what happened. <laughs> no, it's a great answer. And it's good hearing some positive things coming out of COVID as yeah. well. It's nice when it's because lots of churches have struggled with uh, splitting congregations and often moving back is hard. So the opportunity that's opened up with that. But it also sounds like you didn't do the classic uh, build a, a core or a launch team. So this is a little bit different because of your circumstances. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So it is funny. I mean, as, as we talk about it within the team and as I talk about it with my boss, Paul Harrington, we've kind of planted backwards. Um, so often in, in church planting world, you, you gather a core team together and then you move out. Um, whereas we sort of started with a ready-made congregation made up of all sorts of people, really, um, uh, and and then have had to sort of backfill that. Um, you know, sort of we start with the congregation, but then say to them, hey, look, wh what would you think about actually becoming our own church out here with a, a distinct vision for the West? Um, uh, you know, we made it clear while it was still a congregation that, you know, you weren't locked into this. If you wanted to move back to the city, you could. Um, but obviously a, a core stayed and since then obviously new people have actually joined us um, since February. Um, so that's been an interesting process, you know, sort of planting backwards, if I can put it like that. Yeah, that's kind of nice because you've got a big, you've got a bigger size than a core team, but then you've been able to think intentionally about who you need yeah. on your team as well. So kind of best of both worlds in some ways. Yeah. Um, 
And where do you guys meet? What sort of building are you in? Are you setting up in a school every week? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. So we're currently meeting in a school, Temple Christian College in Mile End, who have been just really generous hosts to us. Um, and so uh, that's, you know, it's, it's a church, you know, it's a, it's a big hall um, with some outdoor areas and an indoor gym, which is great for the kids and, uh, you know, kind of classrooms for Sunday school. I'm sure for lots of people in church plants around the country listening to this, they'll all be nodding their heads in recognition about meeting in schools yes. and all the good things about <laughs> yes. that, but also some of the challenges with that. But Temple have been fantastic. Um, but our aim is actually to uh, move on from Temple, not because we don't like them and they don't like us, but um, for those of you who don't know Adelaide, Mile End is only just west of the city and we actually want to go right into the centre of the west um, yeah. because we really want to uh, put our roots down there so that we can make it as easy as possible for anywhere in the western suburbs of Adelaide to come to us. Um, and the aim is that in time, we would actually become something of a hub church for our network in the western suburbs, um, which can then not only attract people to us, but actually start, uh, once we've got to a certain size, start planting churches further out into the further extremities of the west. I mean, the way we always describe it is if, if the western suburbs of Adelaide is like a bay in the ocean, we want to we want to get a, a whopping big lifeboat, park it in the centre of the bay, and then start sending out more lifeboats further from there in the years to come. Yeah, that sounds great. And it fits in with that overall strategy of the Trinity Network of having those hub churches yes. in the main areas of Adelaide. So I love the intentionality, the strategy behind this. Um, and so it's a mother-daughter church plant that kind of a model how how far are you from the main site is it you know what sort of things do you share in common yeah what sort of things do you do on your own yeah that's right so it's uh yeah that's sort of of all the models you know kind of parachute or multi-site or um or mother daughter we're very much in that mother daughter space so when we started um i think uh, on our first official sunday we had 109 people including kids who are sort of signed up members of mile end um so we started with a really large core team um uh or certainly a large sending group um uh, but as i said mile end is actually not terribly far from the city um yeah. uh there's some parklands in between us and there but really it's quite close um, and we do want to move further into the West so we can better reach the West. Um, as far as shared resources, we're a fairly tightly networked network of churches, um, which has got amazing benefits. Um, so we're independent in that we're our own independent church, one of 14 in our networks, but we've got great um, administrative support and pastoral oversight support uh, by kind of what you might call head office. So I've got a boss, uh, Paul Harrington, who's great, um, who catches up with me. I caught up with him just the other day to see how we're going. It's amazing for as a sounding board, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we've got a director of church planting here, Ben Chapman, who helps us uh, with all sorts of things. Um, you know, business manager, Andrew Severin. Um, Anne Eckerman is, uh, is an EA to Paul and she's amazing too. So we've got all of that kind of centralized stuff, um, which is great. Um, but largely we are actually kind of independent, like apart from that sort of stuff, we more or less do our own stuff, at least uh, at the moment. When we start planting more churches in the years to come in the West, 
all of those Western churches will start working together and sharing a lot more resources uh, because there's, you know, there's lots of things you can do together much better than you can do on your own. But um, yeah, that's, that's yeah. us. It sounds like a nice combination of good support from the mothership, but some decision rights and, and things that you're able to run on your own. So yeah. it sounds like, yeah, it's a good combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it works really well. Yeah. Okay. Now, you mentioned before that Trinity Network um, has planted 14 churches mm -hmm. and under God has plans for more, which is really exciting. It's a little unusual as well. Um, so... What do you think has been the strengths of the approach that the Trinity Network has taken that's led to this kind of growth? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was reflecting on this when we were talking, you know, before this interview. Uh, I think one of the, the, the greatest things about the network is the tightness of the network. So obviously, you know, there are church planting networks or to put it, you know, kind of crassly, you might almost call franchises, you know, around uh, the country. Um, and all doing, you know, great things. Um, but one of the things I think I've noticed is that lots of them seem to be uh, fairly loosely connected. And that might just have to do with the independent mindedness of lots of church planters. Like, you know, we all want to do our own thing and kind of run our own show. <laughs> no, church planters wouldn't have that kind of personality. No, 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 no of course not, of course not. Um, but uh, I think one of the things here is that we actually remain pretty tightly networked. Um, so... Uh, we've all got really good connections with, with Paul, our network senior pastor, uh, and supported by that support team um, who give all sorts of support. Uh, but we also strategize together. Um, so under Paul, there's a system of uh, lead pastors. Uh, there, are, there are currently um, five of them who each take charge of a region and we meet together on a semi-regular basis to pray and plan and strategize. Um, uh, and then within each region, there are what we call senior pastors, um, who are the pastors of individual churches. Um, and so, and we all have a fair bit to do with each other. You know, four times a year, we'll do common training with each other, uh, which is helpful from a, there's just the brute fact of economies of scale. I mean, that's helpful, but I yeah. think actually much more powerful than that is just that it keeps, it keeps reminding us of our shared vision of wanting to reach Adelaide and beyond with the gospel. And when you keep meeting with each other, um, you're just constantly reminded of that. Uh, and so church planting is always on our agenda. Uh, whereas if we were more independent, if it was just up to me, little old Mile End, to be in charge of planting my next church, I just, I, I just wonder if I'd ever get around to it or if I'd get swamped by next Sunday. Um, whereas this just, uh, the constant reminding about that actually really forces us in a good way to constantly be thinking, no, 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 we, we, we want to see more churches planted because so many people don't know Jesus and this seems to be the best way under God to introduce them to him. Yeah, it's really powerful. Like the shared competencies that you'd have in your team, the shared encouragement, but as you said, that shared vision that keeps it on the boil, keeps you focused. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite powerful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So thinking about Trinity Church Mile End and mm. looking back over the last nine months, what have been some of the key highlights that stand out for you? Oh, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, there are lots of highlights to church planting. I've never planted a church before, so this is really new to me. I never sort of thought of myself as a church planter um, at all. Uh, and this is my 11th year of full-time ministry. Um, uh, and uh, I mean, it's, it's just been great. I mean, I, I think probably two, uh, I'll just give you two highlights, is 
um, we've had we've had at least one person become a Christian, uh, and before anyone thinks, oh, that's because they're all so strategically amazing, it's totally not. Um, <laughs> like it was basically by accident. Like almost, um, you know, we had a cat uh, when I was growing up who we had one one cat who could hunt and the other cat who I think he once caught a bird but it's only because he was stretching his hand out and the bird flew into his hand <laughs> like we feel yes. a bit like that this person she came along uh, on our first morning and uh, uh, she said uh, oh I've been told by my caseworker that I need to look after all areas of my life uh, financial uh, social um, and uh, and spiritual and so I looked you up and I've decided to come to church and she just oh. she's just been coming to church we haven't run an explore course. I'm not saying we shouldn't, but I'm just saying we haven't. And uh, like she's just she's become That's a Christian, good. which is great. Um, we had another uh, we had another woman who became a Christian via an online group earlier this year. So she was a Christian before she joined us, but she realised that she had to join a physical church, and so she bowled up one day. And so she's this is this is her first church. So I think it's just the opportunities to reach new people that uh, uh, you know, the, the church in the city just wouldn't have done. So that's been great, new Christians and the opportunity for that. I think the second thing, and I know church planners say this all the time, is people who came with us from our old church have now stepped up into serve in ministry in ways they never would have uh, had they been in the city and that they weren't doing um, uh, because I think they see the need, there's a renewed excitement for ministry uh, they can't look around anymore and go, oh, well, there's no need for me here uh, because we're now so small. Uh, they realise, well, someone's got to do it. Um, and so when we've tapped them on the shoulder, they've gone, yeah, okay, I'll give that a go. Um, and that's been just fantastic. Yeah, that's really, really good. Um, but it sounds like also you're doing some reflecting on things you would have done differently, maybe something in the mission space, yeah. perhaps, I don't know. Was there was there anything that was missed in kind of that planning stage or the first nine months, gaps in your core team, yep. bits of strategy you missed, something that, you stand out that you, stands out that you look back and think, oh, that would have been nice. Oh, uh, yeah, totally, totally, absolutely. And so, you know, even, it's, even, even nine months in, I'm looking back going, oh, I should have done that, oh, I should have done that. Um, and I think... So, I mean, one of the advantages of coming with a larger group of people is that a lot of our making church work on a Sunday teams, they're all up and running and they have been forever. You know, so, you know, we started with um, someone to coordinate music, someone to coordinate AV, you know, growth groups up and running, you know, all of that sort of stuff, all the things you need to keep Christians happy on a Sunday and, you know, during the week. And I don't say that lightly, but, you know, just to make church work, you know, we could do yes, it. Yes, church functioning. Church yep. functioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, but uh, but for whatever reason, but we we didn't start with a mission team, which is generally the first thing you would do in church planting. Uh, is you is you'd be thinking through. Now, that's not that we haven't uh, wanted to be missional, um, and we're missional on Sundays. And as I've said, people have become you know Christians, and certainly de-churched people have joined us, which has been great. But I think, you know, as, as I was sharing with church a couple of Sundays ago at our Vision Sunday looking forward, I think we just really want to raise our mission heat next year and give people many more resources to uh, help them in that. Uh, you know, uh, more connect events, uh, more kind of bigger events that we can invite the people to. Just starting a, a basic Exploring Christianity course, you know, like a life course or, or whatever. We haven't got one of those yet. Uh, and we should, uh, but you know that's on the agenda for next year. And so, anyway, yeah. But I totally, if oh gosh, looking back, 
yeah, totally would have loved to have got, got to that, but didn't. Yeah. And as you said, you're kind of retrofitting from a, a congregation into a church plant. So there are things that are being constructed on the fly. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, very, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, lots of mm, nodding. Yes, yes, lots <laughs> of nodding. The listeners can't see the nodding, but there's lots of nodding. Uh, yeah, happening. yeah, lots of nodding about the on the fly. Yep, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> well, today's episode is a little bit longer than usual, so stay tuned for the next episode, part two.